What number is this, Chip? Zilch 137. Mike and Mickey are in Australian New Zealand. Mickey dishes news with John Hughes, and Marty Ross calls the Zilch hotline. And Monkey News, right, Christine? That's right. Okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I'm Zilch. Zilch. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and today I'm joined by Christine Carlson-Wolf. Hello, Zilch Nation. Ken, how are you? I'm doing well. You you can tell it's an important name because there's three of them there, so. <laughs> usually, whenever I hear all three of my names, it's, it's usually a bad thing because it's, you know, every woman in my life has had this amazing power to use my full name and it stops me dead in my tracks like for example if i'm doing something stupid and someone says kenneth paul mills you know right away i know (laughs) stop whatever you're doing right i was trained from the age of a child and uh it still works oh yeah that mom power of of uh the full name that'll you don't you never used my full full name you just think you have right right (laughs) So. There's power in the name, you know, so be careful, <laughs> folks. So anyway, let's get into some monkey news. We really I'm do right. need a theme song for the monkey's news, but I can't figure out what it should be. If you have a good idea, a uh, theme song for us to use for monkey's news, let us know. So, Christine, what do we have today in monkey news? Well, I actually have... Um... I want to introduce a cub reporter to the Zilch staff. Um, we have a we have a field reporter uh, that is going to give us some news about Mickey Dolan's and his solo tour dates that are coming up. You know, they're uh, launching their Down Under tour in New Zealand and Australia in the month of June. But Mm -hmm. Mickey doesn't ever let grass grow under his feet, right? And uh, so he's already got some July dates uh, lined up. And I'm going to introduce our newest reporter, John Hughes of Rhino. Yeah, he knows something about monkeying around. He sure does. Take it away, John. Cheers, Mickey. Hello, John. Hey, it's John Hughes from Rhino, and I'm here with Mickey Dolans from The Monkees. But you know that because you're on The Monkees' Facebook page, aren't you? <laughs> or the Instagram. Here I come. <laughs> here he comes, literally, to your town. Uh, you are on tour this summer doing some solo dates, right? Oh, for my sins, yes, John. <laughs> Somebody has to pay for my sins, and it's 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 you guys. Well, you know the old joke, uh, not a joke. They pay us to travel. We sing for free. But it's mostly Southern California in July, right? Yep. So San Juan Capistrano. Yep. uh, You've got Pasadena, Agora Hills. Yeah. Tucson. 
Tucson? Yeah, you're doing Tucson, you Arizona? No, I, I wish no? I was Sacramento. Sacramento, I'm doing, okay. I'm doing uh, uh, Rosa Pasadena. I'm doing Del Mar on July 4th. I'm doing... Uh, A bunch. And they're Canyon all... Canyon Club. Go to my website. They're on, and they're on Wiki's site. They're on Wiki's.com. My website is peternoon.net. <laughs> now go to my website and you'll see all the, all the dates. Very excited about, you know, quite a few dates. And then... Oh, well, this is after... Before that, you're going to Australia, right? Saturday. Saturday. I know. (laughs) You're already exhausted, poor guy. 16 hours. 16 hours on a plane. But it's the first time Nez has been in Australia. Since 77. Since 1977. So if you're down under... And Nez had a huge hit down there, uh, uh, Rio. And um, we're doing our Nez and Mickey, the, the Mike and Mickey show. Yes. Uh, which has been very successful, as you know. Here. You know it, you love it, go see it. We're, we're trying to get these guys to do a, a release a live album. It might be happening sooner than you think. Uh, we're having a great time. It's one of the finest shows I think we've been in. And then, uh, after that, I'm uh, going out with Todd Rundgren and Christopher uh, Cross and some others uh, to do the 50th anniversary of the White Album. Who did that? What? What band did the White Album? Not familiar. They, I can't remember. They were so good, and they just disappeared. They're no monkeys. But no, they were like the the, bowl, the the bottles. Beetles. Beetles. That was it. They were the beetles. Dick, folks. They were so good. Whatever happened? You know, you never know. So you this know. is a white album tour. You guys are doing the entire album. The entire album, plus a couple of our own big oh, hits, big hits really of cool. course. Yep. Uh, but uh, I would say 95% of the white album. Great. And uh, they, uh, they, they've done this before. A couple of years ago, they did the 50th anniversary, I think, of Babby Road. Was that okay. right or something uh, like that? You got me. Anyway, this is the 50th anniversary of the white album. Right. And such a shame they couldn't pay an art director to actually make <laughs> some graphics for the cover. But, you know, you got to save your money somewhere. You know. They, they spent so much money on They're the, very smart. They're on an Apple Records, the weren't they? They said, we don't have any money left for the cover. So let's just make it wise. You know, uh, got to save money somewhere. And in October is Christmas party on vinyl. Really? Did you not know that? Uh, no. <laughs> Christmas party is coming Christmas on vinyl. Christmas party on vinyl. It's Christmas in July. Almost. And then the next year it's coming out on those little wax. Uh, the wax cylinder? The, uh, the wax. Uh, Edison. Edison yes. the discs. Reel to reel. Yep. And the year after that, Sony mini disc. And then, Eight track. Yes, flexi disc maybe after that. We'll Every see. Every format you can possibly wire. imagine. The wire. Wi- I had a wire recorder. I, yeah, yeah. Every format you could possibly imagine. Almost next to the Moog in the in the garage, the laser, right? Okay. Well, that's Mickey Dolan's. I'm John Hughes. Thanks for watching. Wow, there was a lot of stuff going on in there. First of all, those guys were feeling zero pain, right? <laughs> that's always a good time at the Rhino headquarters, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And anywhere Mickey is, there's a party. <laughs> mm-hmm.
it, it looks like they were having fun. I know that this was around the same time that Mickey was there, and John presented him with the new version of the Head album that came out. Right. Which is being re-released very soon. Mickey dropped a lot of news there. Let's unpack this a little bit. Let's first, let's, let's talk about this tour about the White Album. Right. This is very interesting, right? The White Album, The Beatles, came out in uh, 1969. And so there is a tour called, it was 50 years ago today, Tour 2019, a tribute to The Beatles' White Album, featuring Christopher Cross, Todd Rundgren, Mickey Dolenz, Jason Sheff of Chicago, and Joey Molland from Badfinger. And they're going on a tour this fall to play the songs off of the White Album. And some of each of those singers' greatest hits from their respective bands as well. Which begs the question, of course, who's going to sing Revolution Number 9? Mm. Number 9? Number 9? Number 9? <laughs> now, do you have the dates for this tour? We do. So the tickets have already gone on sale. So if you hear one of these dates that is near you or in your town, you can go and snag tickets right now. So the tour opens on September 21st in Atlantic City, New Jersey. September 28th, they move to Akron, Ohio. September 29th, Danville, Kentucky. October 1st, St. Charles, Illinois. October 2nd, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. October 5th, Beverly, Massachusetts. October 6th, Concord, New Hampshire. October 7, Orono, Maine. October 8, Ridgefield, Connecticut. October 10, they move on to Staten Island, New York. October 11th, Boston, Massachusetts. October 12, Westbury, New York. October 13, Morristown, New York. October 15, Glenside, Pennsylvania. October 17, Red Bank, New Jersey. October 18, New London, Connecticut. And the tour wraps up, at least for now, October 20th in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. So get out there, support Mickey, enjoy this. The White Album is one of my favorite albums of all time. It is. It, it, it might even be my favorite Beatle album. Wow. I do love it. I do love it. Uh, I would put it in my top three for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is going to be a killer show. And of course, Mickey is no stranger to loving the Beatles and singing the Beatles. As a matter of fact, we're going to listen to something from Mickey Dolan's Put You to Sleep. It is Mickey Dolan's version of Blackbird. Take it away, Mickey. Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to rise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly 
singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to rise. You were only waiting for this moment to rise. You were only waiting for this moment to. And that album, Mickey Dolan's Put You to Sleep, also has Good Night on it, which is another Beatles song as well. So, very mm-hmm. good. So, and that album, Mickey Dolan's Put You to Sleep, also has Good Night on it, which is another Beatles song as well. So, very mm-hmm. good. So, and of course, during the clip with John Hughes, Mickey referenced that he has some dates coming up. And friend of Mickey Dolan's, Marty Ross, will be opening up the show. As a matter of fact, let's go to the Zilch Hotline where Marty Ross awaits. Hello, Marty. Welcome to Zilch. Hello. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Ken. Marty Ross. Hi, Zilch fans and Ken Mills. How are you guys doing? We're doing great and you are doing wonderful. You've got some big-time gigs coming up. You're going to be playing with Mickey Dolenz and his band. And those dates are July 6th at the Rose in Pasadena, California, and July 7th at the Canyon at Agora Hills, California. Mickey Dolenz, Marty Ross, it's going to be fun. It is. And uh, we have, since this has been established now that that the that the monkeys and the new monkeys are are uh, within ourselves are are liking each other okay. That when we play together and we see each other, it's happy times, it's hugs, it's stuff like that. It's such a great and wonderful thing for me to be able to experience after all these years of having the animosity and finding out that it really wasn't there. It was uh, just it's just a great thing. I'm playing on the sixth uh, uh, at the Rose in Pasadena. And there's and at the seventh in the Canyon Club in Aguero Hills, and something extra special is going on with the meet and greets. There are so many things that Jody Ritson has thrown together. Uh, notwithstanding, is that anybody that does a meet and greet at either one of those shows is going to get a pair of signed Mickey Dolan's drumsticks. Mm. And that's a pretty cool deal because that right there is a seventy-five dollar deal or anything. I don't even want to quote what you can do for eBay, but that's a great thing to do. And something else that's going to be happening for all ticket holders. When you go to will call to pick up your ticket, you will also receive my very, very first solo CD. First time I've never released solo material before on a, on any format. So it's very, very interesting that I'm going to be able to do this. I've been working on it for a while now. I'm going to be completing the CD it's only going to have a few songs on it because this is the pred- uh, This is the one that predates the official album, which comes out later this year. It's kind of like a, a sneak exclusive EP. Yes, or as I've been trying to tell people, 
and it confuses them a little bit. This is this is the bonus disc. It's coming out first. Oh, well, that makes sense. It's almost like the sequel coming out before the first sure. one. So, right, like Alien, and then uh, Alien, and then Alien Two, then Alien Three, then Alien Four, and then Alien Covenant, or whatever that was that was supposed to be before. And the and newest was- one, Alien Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I think that the fact that they found out that this guy could dance. Who knew? He so, pops and locks and chases people down. It's fantastic. He pops, locks, chases, and drools. That's right. Just like an alien should. <laughs> For the folks that are going to the shows on the 6th and the 7th, you have an opportunity. You can go to Monkey's Meet and Greets. For $75, you can do the meet and greet with both Marty and Mickey Dolans, and his band will be there. And like Marty said, you'll be getting a set of signed drumsticks on top of that, plus pictures with Mickey, so that's pretty cool. Oh, it's very cool. You know, it's, it's really great. The CD is going to be limited to only 100, so it's th- and I've doled them out for the first 50 people, uh, the first 50 people at the Rose and the first 50 people at the Canyon, and they're going to be signed and they're going to be numbered, and that's wow. it. There won't be any other made, and that'll be the only time that these ever appear. In order to get one of these new CDs, people want to take care to get there at the venue in order to have a chance to get one of these EPs. Exactly right. It's uh, show starts uh, actually at seven, so you want to be able to get there a little bit early, six thirty, six forty-five, and uh, you want to get there because again, the first fifty get the CD, and after that, boom, it's not there. That's on each night, July sixth and July seventh. As a matter of fact, Zilch's own Tim Powers will be there at the Rose in Pasadena, California on July 6th to hand out 100 buttons, which will feature Mickey Dolans and Marty Ross. Oh, you're going to do those. That's great. Yep. We're surprise, surprise. Well, that's great. This has been filled with announcements, this whole thing. That's right. So be on the lookout. Tim Powers will be there. He'll be handing out buttons at the Rose in Pasadena, California on July 6th. Uh, hopefully you don't stampede him. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I I really have to stress to everybody that these these kinds of events that you're going to have with your heroes from these particular eras are becoming more fleeting. As I don't want to say it, that we are getting <clears throat> older, but uh, the thing is, is that uh, these kind of events you know, might not be taking place a couple of years from now or two years from now or a year from now. You never, never, ever know. It could be maybe five years from now we're still seeing this stuff happen, but you just don't know. My advice is to get out there as soon as you can and get to see your heroes. Go out there, have a great time, and and make a memory for yourself. Make your memory. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know from working with Mickey over this last year, what yeah. how much energy this guy has it's amazing it's it's uh well it's it's crazy because he literally will go from one end of the one end of the day and go and go and go and go and so the thing about it is is that he's a, a classy and a, an all-time great entertainer he sounds great he's still able to get around on a stage like nobody else and uh it's like it's, you know, I like to say that some people say it's like, a, I don't like the saying it's a trip down memory lane because no, it's not because you're making new memories when mm-hmm. you see this. Absolutely. It's, and so this will be 
the memory that you have of seeing Mickey Dolan's is the next time you see him. And, or the, if it's the first time you've seen him, I had dinner last night with, and I just in casual, casual acquaintances says, so Marty, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm playing a couple shows with Mickey Dolan's. Mickey Dolan's, he's my favorite monkey. <laughs> and then it turns out the next half hour, we're all talking about the monkey. Yeah. And I'm so excited to be able to do this. Remember, you get the tickets at monkeymeetandgreets.com. And that is the place to go to where you can buy your tickets, where you can get your meet and greets, where you can anything you can. That is Jody Ritson. And Jody Ritson has two Facebook pages, Jody Ritson and Jody Lynn Ritson. And you can contact her through those, message her, whatever. Uh, You can also follow me on my Facebook pages, which is Marty Ross and Marty Ross Music. Both of those have news about what's going on with me, the recordings that I've been making, the appearances that I will be making. And there is a, there's a couple of other things that I'm going to be doing. One is that I'm going to be doing with my original band, the wigs. We are playing in September on September 14th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Those tickets are available at Ticketmaster. We've already sold a ton of tickets for that, but what's really great about it is that if you remember the band, the Bodines from the eighties, great band, Sammy, one half of the singing tree duo of, of the Bodines, has got his own band now. And he asked us if he could open up for us. And we thought, well, <laughs> that puts a lot of pressure on us now because yeah. <laughs> we got to be good. <laughs> we got to be really, really good. And this is kind of like uh, really great because the Wigs are now announcing also that our bass player is going to be our new hire, Severo Yornacian longtime bass player from the smithereens is going to be playing bass with us he was our contact for years and a friend of ours in the los angeles version of the wigs so it just makes sense that he's going to be coming back and playing bass with us along with the original bass player bobby packner and that show is going to be so great so we have all these things that i'm doing i'm getting out of the house ken i told you i would that's they they finally let you out Maybe you've never heard of the Wigs before, but the Wigs are a fantastic legend in power pop field. They're just a great band. I have all your stuff. Really? Well, thank you. My dinner's on you tonight. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Thank you for buying my dinner. To get out and see Marty Ross with Mickey Dolenz, some guy named Mickey Dolenz, right? Yeah. July 6th at the Rose in Pasadena, California. That's right. July 7th, the Canyon at Agora Hills, California, and there are meet and greets opportunities available. Go to Monkeys Meets and Greets or check the links on Facebook or in the show notes, monkeysmeetandgreet.com. Yeah. And of course, the wigs, September 14th, with one yeah. half of the Bodines opening up at uh, September 14th at the Shank Hall in Milwaukee. And there will be a new CD uh, by the wigs then, too. Oh, wow. So, so that's news yeah. for Wigs fans. So check that out. Fantastic. It's going to be interesting. There'll be some songs on there, and there's some brand new material, and also an original full recording of a set at the club that, that Shank Hall was before called Teddy's. And that was back in the day. So that's going to be a great CD to get. So new Wigs music. Fantastic. Yes. Well, I want to thank you for coming on Zilch today and giving us a ring on the hotline. It's always great to talk to you. And I'm so glad to see that Mickey and Mike and you guys all got to hang out at the head celebration at 50 years. You guys got to hang out. And Mickey came and played at a couple uh, events with the new monkeys. And it's it's great. Love to hear you guys doing Beatle covers. Mickey loves that. 
it's all about love now. So, you know, this is all, all a good thing. You know, we're all too old. Time is too short to spent in arguments. That's true. Well, you guys were never arguing. It was fans. That's right. It's always the fans. And a lot of the fans still want to argue, but that's because they, they, they haven't been updated. So, you know, it's, it's, we all get along now, folks. <laughs> Excellent. It's, it's, it's just what it is. Well, have a great show. Anyway, I love you, Ken. I love you, too, and have a great show. That is, once again, July 6th and 7th at the Rose, Pasadena, California, and then the next night at the Canyon, Agoura Hills. Be one of the 50 people each one of those nights to get that exclusive CD. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. And everybody at Zilch, I love you guys. Everyone loves you too, brother. Thanks a lot, Ken. And here's Marty Ross doing lead vocal on Affection.
one of my favorite songs. I love that track, don't you? I do, yes. I could listen to that on a loop. In fact, I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could be there for these two shows at the Rose and the Canyon. And I understand Mickey has some other dates, correct? On June 29, he will be in Plymouth, California. July 4, in Del Mar. July 5th at San Juan Capistrano, July 6th at the Rose in Pasadena, as we mentioned, and July 7, the Canyon in Agora Hills. August 24, he will be in Hinton, Oklahoma, and then the 50 Years Ago Today tribute to the Beatles' Wide Album picks up in September. So it sounds like a very busy summer for one Mickey Dolenz. If you're going to be in Nashville this summer on August 10th, we, the Zilch staff, will be at the Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. So come on out. There'll be links in the show notes. Come on down and hang out with us, meet us. I'm hoping that John Billings of the Monkees is going to stop by. I think that would be fantastic. Maybe get a chance to meet him, Christine, me, Craig Cohen, a bunch of us Zilchers, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. We hope to see you there. And speaking of John Billing, we might as well mention that he and his wife, Amy, have started some, some cool stuff in Nashville. They do. Amy has got a very cool business going that is called Nashville Jam Session mm -hmm. and Wine Down Nashville. So it's a two-for-one. Wine Down Nashville is a cool music and event-based wine bar that is going to be opening up in Nashville. And in fact, it will be open and we're hoping to, uh, to stop by and check it out ourselves while we're in Nashville. If you're in Nashville over the summer, you should check it out as well. If you can't get there, then look for an online store coming from Amy very soon. We will be touting it at Zilch when it happens. It's about to be live. Nashville Jam Session is a line of homemade jams and jellies from Amy's Kitchen. She is an amazing cook, everybody. If you didn't know that, she really is. And she's going to be selling these products. They're going to be sold individually or in gift sets in some really cool music cases or mm -hmm. boxes that look like small music amplifiers. This is pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a way of tying in a local product with the bigger Nashville music scene, right? Mm -hmm. We're really excited for her. We're really excited to taste it. We're really excited to see the space. We want you all to know about it because we know that you guys love to support all things monkeys and monkeys adjacent, and this is a cool thing. So congratulations to Amy Billings. We love you, Amy. John Billings married up <laughs> when he when he got you. Uh, and I'm sure that you'd say the same thing that he married that, that you married up when you got him. Um, we, we love you guys so much. We love our monkeys family. Now, I think we need to talk a little bit about what Michael Nesmith is up to. A lot of people, I think, get the idea that just because he said he's kind of not going to be doing much with the monkeys anymore, that he's wrapping up his entire tent. And I don't think that that's true. I, I don't think that's possible for Mike. I think he's always going to be doing something. Oh, for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And I understand that both he and Mickey are also doing a signing at a convention, correct? That's right. This year, they will both be appearing at the Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee. That takes place Friday, July 12th and Saturday, July 13th. So get out there and get your stuff signed by Mickey and Mike and get your pictures taken with them, too. Another really cool opportunity that Michael Nesmith is doing is over at Video Ranch. You can get Papa Jean's Blues handwritten lyric sheets, correct? Yeah, this is a pretty cool thing. Those are on sale right now, too. There are only 50 folks, and we don't know how many are still available, but as of this recording, there are they are still for sale on the website. So if you are interested in getting your own print of Michael's handwritten lyrics for Papa Jean's Blues, one of the first songs that he wrote and certainly one of the fans' top favorites of his, mm-hmm. head on over there and pick one up. They would be beautiful hanging on anybody's wall. And I think that it would make a good, a good birthday present or maybe even a Father's Day present. Mm-hmm. For the Nez head in your life. Papa Jean's blues lyrics on Father's Day or, or Papa's Day, right? I guess it could there be you like go. That, right? <laughs> you know, Mike should do something where he uh does a variant spelling of Papa Jean's blues for, for like <laughs> ten of them and they would be collector's items, right? <laughs> I haven't examined them. Maybe there is one in there. Who knows? <laughs> that would be a trip. Now, keep in mind that that these uh, Papa Jean's Blues handwritten lyric sheets are prints taken from scans of lyrics handwritten by Michael Nesmith, and each sheet is printed on 11 by 14 high-quality parchment paper and then individually signed by Nez himself. Perfect for framing. Right. That's right. So get those over at VideoRanch3D.com and tell them Zilch sent you, right? Why not? Absolutely. Now, Mike and Mickey were monkeying around in Australia and New Zealand. They're very busy, and they did a lot of press in the first day over in Australia. Their tour just kicked off down in New Zealand. They're there for, oh, six or seven dates. But in advance of that, they had a little press junket in Australia. And uh, and we've been fortunate enough to see some of the videos, hear some of the audio, um, they've been having, they've been having a lot of fun. You know, it's interesting. The interviewers down under seem to take a different tack with them. Uh, it's, they're more in depth and not the typical, Hey, Hey, there are the monkeys. You know, the, we all can probably hear one interview from the United States and it could be played everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing over and over again. Yes, yeah, but in Australia, no, they they went a little more in-depth. And here are Mickey Dolans and Michael Nesmith on The Project. (laughs) Listen to that, listen to that. It's over 50 years since the show. Does it still give you a thrill hearing hearing that response? (laughs) I was so young! Um, Of course it does, yeah. Well, for me it does, yeah. Well, it was 1968 when you first came to Australia and you played to a packed crowd in Sydney and uh, where three girls were taken to hospital, 25 people collapsed. 
nowadays when people collapse at your concerts, it's more serious, I imagine. Than this. <laughs> no, it costs us a lot of money to get those girls to collapse and all that. <laughs> thousands of dollars at the time, That's I remember. Wrong, it was yeah. like, yeah. I'm know. not going down there for 500 bucks. <laughs> Please collapse, you know, 250. Just uh, it, was ex it, it was exciting. Of course it was. Very exciting, yeah. Guys, it got to the point uh, where you were outselling the Beatles and one stage Rolling Stones as well. You were absolutely a phenomenon. What was it like to be in the middle of that? Indescribable. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you know at the time, like, did you get a sense that it was big or was it just your life? Well, Mickey and I talk about this off and on, you know, over dinners, over the years. I had no question the minute I saw the pilot heard the music listened to uh, met the other three guys I thought this is going to be huge I didn't have anything to back that up except just an internal clock that was going on and uh, one of my songs was in the film footage when I saw that song I think there was some sort of nascent video going on in my head at that time and I just thought this is where I want to be. This is going to go to, you know, to interplanetary. And uh, Mick, not so much. Over to Mick. <laughs> well, I, I had um, uh, been up for uh, that season, that pilot season. There was at least three other shows that were music-based shows. One was like a Peter, Paul, and Mary folk group. One was like a Beach Boy uh, beach band. Another was like the big Mighty Wind folk thing. Only one went to pilot. Uh, called uh, The Happeners, actually, the Peter, Paul, and Mary. I was up for all of them, and I auditioned for all of them. But the, and, and then there was The Monkees. And I remember thinking at the time, again, I, was, I, I would go up for pilot season every year, and I remember thinking, there is something different about this. I'd really like to get this one. But I knew, because of my history in the business, very seldom do pilots sell any pilot. And then very seldom do they ever get on the air, you know. So I was realistic about it. I was going to school to be an architect. And I took a few days off to do the pilot. But I went back to school because I knew, uh, you know, from my history in the business, there's a very slim chance. <laughs> so, so uh, but I do remember thinking, you know, this is different. This is Ha this is a little twisted. This is crazy. This is not your typical Hollywood-produced television show of the yeah. time. But here's, here's the footnote. The Monkees wasn't a hit television show. We never got out of the, out of the uh, bottom 20. We were always under the top 20. And uh, it had an effect on the people that watched it that was way out of proportion to what it actually was. Right. It's it's like if if a you know a local news show suddenly had millions of people tuning in. But what's going on with this thing? And that's the way we all sort of felt. It's like, where did all these people come from? What are they doing here? And and the more they would explain it to us, the less I would understand it. I couldn't, I didn't take it out of anything, any other context other than I thought the music was good. I thought the show was was good. I thought it was it was a 
a worthwhile effort. Mm. And I was in. I mean, I, it, it locked me in, and I thought, this is where I want to be for a while. And sure enough, it's been a while. <laughs> years, years later, I, I, and years later, I look back and I realize that it, it was a, a television show about the struggle for success. We weren't successful. We never made it on the television show uh, uh, as the monkeys. We were always struggling. We w it was a show about a band that wanted to be the Beatles and never made it on the TV show, which does beg the question of how we could afford a Malibu beach house when we ne <laughs> never worked. <laughs> but that was the spine of it, the heart of it, uh, to the producer's credit and the writer's. Uh, that it was about the struggle for the success. And that is what I think spoke to all those millions of kids around the world who at the time were in their basements and in their living rooms and in the garages and they, were, they wanted to be a rock and roll band. One of my really good friends is the country uh, artist uh, Dwight Yoakam. Do you know, yeah. do you, know yeah, you guys know Dwight, Dwight Yoakam? He's a, and he was absolutely captured by the monkeys and by Mickey because he was a drummer and he set up the drums to look like Mickey and everything. Another good friend is Billy Bob Thornton guy. Yeah. He was crazy monkeys fan and he comes down to all of the sessions even today. You know, he's old as we Still are. Still got them. Yeah. yeah. Well, the monkeys are performing all around the country next week for details. Check out the links page on our website. Would you please thank the wonderful Mike and Mickey. The Monkees were also at Studio 10 with Angela Bishop. It, this interview took some people by surprise, didn't it, Christine? It did. You're right. When the Monkees first toured Australia in 1968, fans were hospitalised for hysteria. And 50 years later, the fans of the Monkees are just as passionate. Michael Nesmith and Mickey Dolenz are the only surviving members of the hit band. And yesterday, I got to sit down with them and we heard some lies, some secrets, had plenty of laughter and a few tears. Here they are. Here we come, walk down the street. Get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, little monkey. They were the original reality stars, musicians brought together for a TV show about a boy band with chart topping hits. And the monkeys certainly had plenty of hits. More than 50 years later, the two remaining monkeys, Michael Nesmith and Mickey Dolenz, are back on tour. They might be a little older, but they haven't lost the cheeky sense of humour that made the monkeys a worldwide hit. We can get the ratings below 10. Mickey and I have done it. <laughs> well, it's a lot of work. It's tough to do. It was. It was hard. You were always the funny one. I'm waiting for the coffee to kick in and you to take over. <laughs> They're no strangers to Australia, and it was right here that Mike Nesmith created a fake news story that went viral. Did you or did you not oh, make no. up a lie and tell an Australian Oh, did I ever? Journal? I was up to my eyeballs in uh, media veracity, which means, are these guys lying to us? Which was, You mean fake news? Well, and you can have it if you want to. I'm, I'm 
I'm loath to repeat anything Trump says, but if you know, <laughs> there you are. And uh, <clears throat> so when we sat down, he said, well, what would you like to talk about? I said, well, I'm ta happy to talk about anything you want to talk about, but I'm going to lie the whole time. <laughs> no, I said, he said, so <clears throat> the monkey's very popular. How many records did you guys sell? I, mean, <laughs> I said, 35 million. That's the bigger, it's bigger than the Rolling Stones and the Beatles combined in 1963. He said, really? How many? I said, 35 million. And I thought, I wonder how far this is going to make it in the media stream. Well, it turns out it's made it all the way to now. You know, you may not know this, but I'm 94 years old. <laughs> and it made it all the way to now, and it's still out there. I did something similar on a radio show in Los Angeles in the early days when I was asked about who was who had auditioned for the monkeys oh i love this story. and i was uh, i was like well steven stills which is true that's really? possible steven stills did he was no i know he did steven stills did paul williams the famous mm -hmm. singer songwriter plausible. and then i just straight faced i said in charlie man yes <laughs> uh, he, was, he was around town at the time he was he was singing and playing with you know the yeah, Mel with Dennis Wilson. Yeah. i said uh charlie man yes Straight face to this day. It's one of the first there. questions I ever get asked. It's in the books. The one piece of trivia most repeated about the monkeys that Mike's mother, Bet, was the creator of liquid paper, is of course true. She was very bright. She was a secretary. She was an excellent typist, but she was uh, learning learned to type on those old hammer guys, you know, pow, 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 pow. And so she would make mistakes a lot. She was a commercial artist by night, making a little extra money. And uh, she thought, well, you paint out mistakes on a graphics design, paint it out on the paper. She turned it from this little thing in her garage and me and my friends filling the bottles to a multi-million dollar international corporation. Now, I just think that's a tremendous story of a woman who uh, achieved a, an incredible uh, amount in an era where that wasn't. Well, what, <clears throat> what, she, what it served to do was to inspire. And it was a genius move that she made it like a nail polish bottle. Yeah. That's what, that's what I remember Genius. hearing is she was doing her nails once and she just thought, what if this was white <laughs> instead of red? <clears throat> well, that's, <clears throat> that's apocryphal. That didn't actually happen. But a big, <clears throat> big step forward came when I came. Well, it wasn't anything to do with me, but when we started advertising here in Australia. Yeah, hey, I've seen the ad. You did the ad. I remember it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So I think I will travel to Michael also has the claim to fame of creating the very first music video for his 1977 hit song, Rio, a song most successful in Australia, probably thanks to a little show called Countdown. But it's something to do with the night. I had no idea, and I don't think anybody did, that would have such a revolutionary impact because it was the first one. Not that that ever counts for too much, but it was the first one, and we had... Uh, uh, I was out on my own at that point, so that's, I think, why it landed here. I tried to get that video going at Top of the Pops, half a dozen other shows, nothing. Mm. Australia, boom! Here we come. He might be forever known as a monkey, but Mickey is a member of a very exclusive and elite club, the Hollywood Vampires. Legend has it that to be a member of the group, you had to out-drink the rest of the members. It was actually started out as a softball team. And Alice Cooper and I, who we live next door to each other, 
Um, Would it be fair to say that the Hollywood vampires are a little more famous for what you did later in the day? Then we'd go and drink. Right. <laughs> but that's it. We would just play the softball game. Drink and win or lose. Hey, you know, high fives and let's go to the rainbow. Uh, and there was this little club over the rainbow, and we would go and, and have a, like you do after a game, everybody does have 35 And there was sort of Harry Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, he played a little bit, yeah. Um, uh, Keith Moon was, yep. was there. Keith, yeah, yeah. And um, like I say, it started out as this so it's Saturday sandlot softball. So it's unfair that it's kind of remembered as a drinking club when it was essentially a sporting it club. It started as a sporting club. And became a drinking club. Right. And immediately stopped being a sporting club. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, we can do this within all a, the time. <laughs> within about 30 seconds. <laughs> there are now only two surviving monkeys. Seven years ago, the world lost Davy Jones. And in February of this year, Peter Talk passed away following a battle with cancer. And the grief is still real for Mickey and Mike. Because we were brothers, we are. We're as close as you could possibly get to being siblings. Here's, so, here's my two cents. I never liked Peter and he never liked me. So we had an uneasy truce between the two of us. He was, a, he, as dear as I can tell, among his peers, he was very well liked. I know, I know many liked him. But we, we barely had a civil word to say to each other. Hey, Pete, hey, man, hey, Nez, and that was it. But I was sitting there when my assistant, Melody, got the call. Peter died, <laughs> I'm gonna do it now. And I broke into tears. So do you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm sorry. You know, it's like, like siblings, do you have siblings? I do. Well, need, I say, need I say more? Whether you grew up with the monkeys or were raised on them, when Mickey and Mike hit the stages in Australia this month, they promised to deliver the hits their fans want to hear. Now, by now, people just know that we're gonna, we're gonna do, we're gonna do it. We're gonna play. So they, don't, they don't have to worry about it. I'm a believer, daydream believer. Our Clarksville, Stepping Stone, Pleasant Valley Sunday, you know, I know that, you know, and <clears throat> so I make sure they always get that. Outselling the Beatles and the Rolling Stones has been written in the New York Times, been written in the Washington Post, been written, <laughs> you know, to this day, most intros about them that yeah. contain that fact. I think I've read the intro like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, and so Brilliant. Charles Manson auditioned for the, for the monkey. They're, they're mischievous, aren't they? But, oh, I love you know, it. amazing on stage. Their concert starts, their Australian tour starts in Brisbane next week mm. and then they're performing in Melbourne, Perth, before winding up at the Sydney Opera House. And you can head to davidroywilliams.com for tickets and it is the last time that Mike's going to be touring with Mickey, so it's your last Well, he's in yeah. his 90s, as he said. As he said, yeah. So uh, uh, there was a big bunch of the Monkees fans that were very upset by this, and to me it's kind of like a no-win situation for everyone involved, don't you think? It is. You know, it's hard to hear some harsh realities sometimes or something that that takes us by surprise, he was being real in the moment. And I think that the emotion that he displayed is, it can't be overlooked either and, and you know, can't be dismissed. Uh, that was a very real and raw moment for him. 
you know, it's it's one of those sad things that you're going to have to deal with. Every interview that you're going to do for a very long time, it was asking about Davy, right, for the longest time. And now it's both Peter and Davy. And it's it's just something that even as, as you're trying to grieve or get through things, someone keeps bringing it back up, right? Yeah. And for a lot of us, we wind up in situations where there are people that we really click with and people that we don't really click with, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's because of competition or maybe we just didn't like the way somebody came off. But these guys were work buddies on like a massive grand scale, right? I mean, most of us will never know what, what this is like because... You know, a job might last six years, it might last 10 years if you're lucky, right? But this is something that's went on for over 50 years now. I think, too, you're, you're right, absolutely right. They were work buddies. And, you know, when, when Peter left the band, remember the watch that they presented him? Do you remember the inscription on the back? It said, from the guys at work. Right. <laughs> that was such a unique work experience mm-hmm. unprecedented really in a lot of ways so super hyper concentrated so much happening in such a short period of time that to me it's a little more than you know my buddies down at my office mm-hmm. or or my not buddies <laughs> down right. at my office <laughs> but like everybody has this idea of what the monkeys are and were right to them and yes. even Bert and Bob had this idea of what the monkeys were to them. And I'm sure that changed over time. And then there's the fact that even amongst the four of them, what the monkeys were, it's changed and transformed into various things. Davy had his take on what a monkey's show should be like. Peter wanted the monkeys to be this kind of a band. Mike just wanted to kind of do this sort of a thing. And, and Mickey seems to be the one that would work with everybody for the most part, right? Yep. We weren't in the recording studio with them. We don't know how it all rolled out, right? Because when you're working together, it leads to uh, confrontation. It leads to one person having this idea and then one person feeling that their idea is not being valued. And... That's just life, right? And I mean, you even think about it amongst your family. There's some of your siblings that you get along with better than other siblings, right? And I, there's a part of me that really hates comparing the monkeys like a family in the sense of that that they're brothers, right? Because there's times that they've felt that way, and there's times that they haven't felt that way. I'm just being real, okay? But I, I think that they went through something that those of us on the outside looking in will never understand. And however they felt about one another and however they feel, it's it's their lives, right? To me, it can be summed up complex people, right? We're all complex people. And it's not cut and dried. It's not neat and tidy. Um, it's not always wrapped up with a pretty little bow at the end of 22 minutes. You mean like real life? Kind of like real life. Yeah. Real life, (laughs) real people. That's what we're dealing with. That's right. That's right. I know that for me, 
this is just an indication of how short life is and how if you need to work something out with someone, maybe you should. Right. Right. Love while you can, because we're not promised forever. Right. That's very true. And I think uh, since we played a Mickey song earlier, I would like to play something from Michael Nesmith. You think that's cool? Absolutely. From 7A's great release at the BBC Paris Theatre, it's Michael Nesmith closing out this episode of Zilch with Dance Between the Raindrops. Love is understanding. That's right. We'll see you on the next episode of Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. Bye, everybody. Take it away, Michael Nesmith.
that it's all right to just walk in. This fear that you've been feeling has no substance of its own, and though the battle rages fiercely, you will win. Oh, there is no way in to where you already are. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burke. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.